Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch for a limited time. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. Broadcasting to fans of anime and the Japanese culture all around the world, we welcome you to the one and only Extreme Anime Radio Podcast on Twitch and on Anchor. Hello everybody, welcome to the show. I am JR and he is Nef Canuck, apparently in the study today. How are you, sir? Yes, I'm hiding out in Stately Wayne Manor right now. <laughs> Shh, don't tell you know who. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, how are things uh, going up uh, north of the border, Neff? I believe since we last spoke, uh, a main edict has come through. Now, which edict is that? Is that the edict that basically says we've canceled Christmas? <laughs> oh, there's more than one. Yes, well, aside from, of course, the travel ban being extended, we've now been told in Ontario, guess what? You ain't getting together for the holidays. Mm. So it's uh, three weeks, or a little more than that? Yeah. Now, they're saying it'll end, they're going to reevaluate on December the 21st. Right. Unless the numbers take a spectacular nosedive, I don't think it's going to change. Right. I, I just don't see it. Right, right. There are people, depending on you talk to, uh, they're saying, yeah, we've reached a peak, and, you know, no, you know, Thanksgiving might exacerbate things a little bit. Well, remember what Thanksgiving normally involves. Yeah. Travel. Mm. And remember, if you're talking about travel, especially in an airplane, you're in a pressurized germ tube mm. sitting shoulder to shoulder, potentially, depending on the airline, with folks who may or may not be carrying, you know, a rogue payload. Right. And no, we're not talking about, you know, the farts from bean burritos here, folks. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I fully expect two weeks after Thanksgiving down there, the numbers are going to go boink. <laughs> Somebody mentioned uh, Neff Canuck in the library with the wrench based on your background. With the wrench? No. With my cane, it's not within reach, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yes, and uh, for those of you watching on Twitch, uh, that is uh, a Pikachu that I picked up in Japan last time I was there three years ago. I forget what type of uh, 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 outfit that is, but uh, yes, uh, it's uh, one of my mementos from the last trip. To have those little thing, little knickknacks hanging around, it makes you feel like traveling. Oh, yes. Well, it's kind of hard to do that right now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's like, okay, grocery store, home. Yeah. Doctor appointment, home. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you know, the rogue fast food uh, run where it's like, okay, 
order ahead, pick it up. Don't stay longer than you have to. <laughs> but, uh, yes, um, that reminds me. I kind of uh, I came across an interesting video on uh, YouTube from Qantas. They, they're celebrating their 100th anniversary this year, and w- what a year to celebrate it, right? I, I was going to say, <laughs> only in Australia would you celebrate the national airline during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> But it was very nice. They turned their 100-year history into a nine-minute safety video. Oh, boy. Those uh, those Australians, they, they're, they're a fun bunch. Uh, I'll say that. <laughs> but, uh, yes, uh, my family's planning a, uh, a very small gathering compared to previous years with both indoor and outdoor seating and uh, all the windows open and uh, all of our masks on except when we eat. Yeah, that sounds like the safest thing. I mean, there have been some some early studies that suggest ventilated area, properly ventilated areas, it's okay, right? Or at least better than, right? So, you know, what you're doing sounds like the right idea, right? Not but- like a certain eatery in Toronto, which probably has made international news by now. Oh no, I never heard what happened. Okay, uh, basically, we were under we we're under shutdown. You uh-huh. can't have any indoor dining whatsoever. Right, right. There is one eatery in Toronto that basically said, um, bleep that. <laughs> we are going to open. Uh-oh. And they did yesterday. They were eventually visited by the constabulary, who were not happy, but were a little skittish about you know doing anything until somebody pointed out, hey, wait a minute here. Uh, you should be doing something about this because, you know, this is a provincial shutdown. This is a provincial shutdown order. Right. So eventually they shut it down. Mm. The owner was undeterred mm. and announced on social media after he was shut down that he would reopen tomorrow. That being today. Oh, boy. This time the boys in blue met up with him before he could even open <laughs> and gave and read him the riot act. Oh, no. So he didn't open naturally. And so, you know, we avoided a potential disaster. Although looking at some of the people who uh, were milling about the restaurant, Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of a show. Now, I don't know if down in the U.S. you've seen a lot of it. Trailer Park Boys. Let Let me just put it this way. The Canadian version of Backwoods, Alabama here. That's what we're talking. Oh, boy. And all of these yokels who are standing there reminded me of that show and those cast members. I'm just oh, going, no. right. You probably think the earth is flat, too. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> In, indeed. Banjo music for all. <laughs> well, uh, we are continuing on. Uh, this is a holiday weekend, the start of the christmas holiday season which means if we were doing extreme anime radio we would flip a, we would flip on the christmas music by now uh that reminds me i still haven't installed the 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 software we used to use to play music yet on the, on the new system oh yes tell us about the new system in just a second but uh let's remind folks Really quickly, that the Extreme Anime Radio podcast is available on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio and a variety of uh, podcasting platforms such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, etc. Just search for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. And now we're, of course, on Twitch. So if you're listening to us on the podcast, be sure to check our Twitch feed for our live shows and a few extra um, special things sprinkled in here and there. Uh, that can be found at twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, Neff, uh, you told us about the interesting uh, antics with your uh, the arrival of your PC. Uh, please remind everybody about that for those who couldn't tune in last time. Okay. Uh, in a nutshell, basically what happened was the system went missing for a time. Mm-hmm. Pure later said it was coming very late, right? And I was it was going to come next week, actually next Monday. Right. And I said, okay, fine. Wouldn't you know it? It shows. Not only does it show up early, I paid to make sure an adult would sign for it. Right. No adult signed for it, and they left it in the mail room in my building. 
<laughs> a machine that is worth over $4,000 Canadian, they simply <laughs> left it there. N- needless to say, I was not happy. <sighs> and I let the retailer know that, yeah, when I pay for a service, I expect the service to be actually, you know, uh, carried out. <laughs> <sighs> Well, now in a nutshell, tell us uh, about how this uh, new rig is performing for you. Well, in a nutshell, basically, I over I overbought, which I normally do when I buy a computer because right, right, I right. expect to beat the living crap out of this thing for a number of years. Mm-hmm. So right now, it's at that fresh and clean stage mm-hmm. where nothing I throw at it even makes it sweat. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of that is the m- amount of memory because this monster has 32 gigs of memory. Mm-hmm. My last machine had 16. Okay. But what also helps, my old machine was an i7-3770. Mm-hmm. So fairly old. Right. New machine, i9-10900. Well, I'm so up to five digits now. Yeah, so basically we're into about the fastest thing I can legally get my hands on <laughs> without robbing a bank. Oh, boy. And you need the speed for what you do, huh? Well, yeah, because unfortunately, as you add more and more programs that have to run simultaneously, right. you, bring things down to its, you bring things down to its knees, mm. including a program that gave me a bit of a fit last night. Because I started playing some of the stuff that I had in my Steam library that right. I hadn't touched for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Then I hit two particular programs, and they would crash out with memory errors. And I'm like, what the blankety-blank is going on here? <laughs> so go through the Steam, you know, do this, do this. None of that works. Mm-hmm. Then I go into the Steam community, and they say, well, this particular program called Citrix Receiver mm-hmm. is your problem. And you have to install it, uninstall it, and then reinstall it a very certain way for these two programs to work. Hmm. Now, I was hoping that nothing would go wrong with that because I'm like, A, I need this for my job right. because I have to remote into the computer systems to uh-huh. get you know data, et cetera. Right. And then B, I'm going, are these two programs actually worth it? And I thought about it. I'm going, okay, no, I'm going to at least try this and see if it works. Hmm. Didn't finish all the jiggery-pokery until around 11.30 last night. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I was able to, you know, flip the switch, and sure enough, the, both games worked. Mm. So, you know, crisis averted. But it's like, it amazes me how programs can break other programs, and they just do it. They just don't care. Right. Well, Because mm-hmm. the, the maker of the main pro, the program causing the problem was like, not our problem. I have... Uh, similar interaction issues with you know some of the setup that I have here. For example, uh, the webcam I'm using right now, I cannot use on Streamlabs and Discord at the same time. Mm. Is it because of the programs involved, or is it because of the hardware? Like, I can't. Is it, is it... I, I'm trying to figure that out on the side, but uh, mm. I'm not getting. I have a funny feeling it's a software conflict, and that's basically what it is because, you know, these are two pretty big programs. Well, it's quite possible, you know, because certain programs, they get to a point where it's like, you know what? We're the 800-pound gorilla. Mm-hmm. If you don't play by our rules, we don't care. Right. Hello, yeah. Microsoft. <laughs> uh, I have issues. Omika Zelda, I have issues with using an OBS and Zoom. I have to disable an OBS to log into the class. So, yeah, it sounds like a software thing then. Yeah, it's trying to make, as they say, two, two 800-pound gorillas work together. And, yeah, no, that that's hard. Now, the, now, theoretically, the only solution to that would be uh, I find space for a second webcam. And, space and dollars. Yeah, exactly. And delegate one to one and one to the other, basically. But then you get two different angles. Yeah. <laughs> Which, now, given, given your real-life job, shouldn't be that much of a challenge in terms of, you know, organizing that stuff. Yeah, right? <laughs> mm. Now, if I had space, maybe I could set it up. You know, I could set it up for Flight Simulator if I do Flight Simulator one day. 
Which maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll fly around Japan in Flight Simulator, considering I can't go to Japan at all this time around. Uh, one one camera on me, one camera on the controllers that I have. Well, there you go. Meanwhile, I would, you know, if I had a similar issue, I'd be setting it up for playing Wreckfest, which is basically, you know, Demolition Derby. Uh, and I'm not very good at it. I mean, Uh-oh. I can get the car to move. I can maybe smash a few other cars. But when it comes to actually, you know, winning the race, not even with the AI set down to toddler level. <laughs> just, just no. This sounds like NASCAR and Formula One set to zero. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Like I say, the easy version, it should be possible to win blindfolded. Yeah. Sadly, no. No. <laughs> I mean, the physics, the physics are excellent in the game. I'll give it that because you really feel like the entire car is sliding and you're seeing the edge of the track mm-hmm. and you're about to go over the side mm. and you do and you roll repeatedly. <laughs> I have to get into, uh, I have to look at the Steam uh, library now because uh, the Steam Autumn sale's on. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't know that. I think my wallet just cried uncle. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well yeah. the good news is SSD and this thing is only a terabyte mm-hmm. oh yeah um, we have a question from uh, Jeremy in the chat room which uh, kind of only makes sense if you're watching us live on Twitch right now hello anchor listeners um, so Jeremy asks how are the thermals on a Intel i9 normally this computer is dead quiet mm. but only if I really Pardon me for a moment. I have to uh, shut somebody up. Uh-oh. Who spoke? No, no, no. Remember, I have the magic word set Uh-oh. to computer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I keep forgetting that problem. Uh-oh. Such is life. Anyways, so as I was saying, normally for day-to-day, like the the office stuff, I almost never hear this thing. Right. Now, when I run a few games on it that actually push this thing, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll hear it. Now, I haven't actually opened the software that monitors the CPU temperature while I'm playing. I mean, I've noticed it while doing office stuff. It's around, and I'm talking metric here, folks, so don't shoot me, uh, 56 to 60 Celsius. So I would gather that a full gaming session would probably push it up close to 90 or so. Right. And then there's the GPU uh, thermals as well. Because right. this thing has a uh, NVIDIA GTX 280 su- 2080 Super. Which is, I think, uh, the exact one I have. I have that model uh, in 8 uh, gigabytes, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it comes with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, the difference for yours is yours is in a laptop, right? No, my RTX is in the in desktop oh. right here. Oh, in the desktop. Okay, so yeah, you'd you'd have the you'd have similar similar performance, but for the different CPU. Right. In my laptop, I have it's a GTX 1080 Max Q. That's. I was thinking. I for some reason I thought you had a 2080 in your uh, laptop. Oh no, my laptop is. Uh... What, like, uh, I want to say two years old now, right? Does that sound about right? Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. So By how time flies. Yeah, so I don't think uh, they developed RTX back then for the laptops unless you spent an arm and a leg, right? Arm, leg, other body part you really need. Okay, well, we'll hold it there. Okay. As... I was talking your head. Oh, yeah. I don't know where you were, go- I don't know where you were going. <laughs> Well, there are some options, yeah. Um, mm, indeed. <laughs> I um, I had a f- successful flight on Flight Simulator uh, from... Uh, what, what did I fly? I flew from Tokyo to Sydney. Ooh. So it was a nice little red-eye flight going down south. I was going to say, and how fast did you speed up the time? Because I could say, if you're doing it real time, that would be like, okay, there's a day gone. Yeah, right? no, I had to speed it up. So it took a few hours. 
Um, the most you can really go right now until they fix some of the mechanics is quadruple the speed. Anything over that, and you start to oscillate up and down, up and down. But uh, here, here, here's the funny part. So, you know, you, you set up your plane, and you're, you know, setting everything up. You program everything into the, into the plane. You make sure everything's good. I have my, um, my uh, HOTAS ready, which is the joystick and the throttle controller. So I taxi out onto the runway. So I listen to real life and see whether what runways Haneda Airport are using at the moment. So, okay, takeoffs are on runway 5. So runway 5 is their new runway, which is on a man-made island. So in order to get to it, you have to cross a bridge. So taxi in real life from the gate, it's like 10 or 15 minutes to you get to the bridge. Once I get to the bridge, I'm traveling straight on the bridge. And just uh, about to cross over to the other side, I get a black screen. And then I get a message that says, you have crashed into the water and caused critical damage. It's the game over screen of Flight Simulator. Okay, was that a bug? Or did you happen to place a tire wrong as you're lumbering this thing down uh, the, down this bridge? I think it was a bug. I was straight as an arrow down that, uh, over that bridge. Hmm. Did you try repeating it to see if it would do the same thing? No, I gave up. I just restarted on the runway and just took off. Kidding me? I was gonna say, yeah, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Mm. But I would have thought you would have at least tried twice. (laughs) No, not with the time. If I had more time, I think I would try it again just to see what happened. Mm. But uh, so uh, yeah, the the flight was nice and smooth, and uh, then of course when I land, I go to the gate. I have to make this hard right turn into the uh, terminal area. And, of course, as I'm making the turn, I get a black screen again. You have struck an object and caused critical damage. What object did I hit? I know it was taking a steep turn, but that was it. Okay. The only thing I can think of is one of two things. You turned it so much that it tilted and the wing kind of touched the ground. But I'm not sure why that would be critical damage. No. (laughs) Or there was something off to your right when you were making the turn you didn't see in the plane's blind spot Mm -hmm. and whack. Oh, boy. (laughs) No, um, the flight simulator is still a work in progress and there's still... A long list of things that, uh, you know, followers of the game and people who purchased the game want to see fixed. So they have this whole list development log that they've updated every week. and said this this is going to come up in December. This one's going to come up the middle of next year. So it's going to be a long time, I think, before everything gets perfected. Going, how much did you people pay for this game that is literally still being debugged live as we speak? I paid $120. Ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I would be angry as all heck if the game was this unpolished. Right. You know, but At maybe I have I sh- higher standards. Yeah, well, so did I for a time. And then like, yeah, well, everybody else has the same problem, so it's not just me. So take <laughs> take it as you will, I guess. True enough. No. But, uh, now somebody in the chat room man, uh, mentioned um, you one cut of the, the games. Pretty gra- <laughs> well, and your plane has imploded, Miss Liz. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch! No, I was going to say somebody mentioned uh, Fade Grand Order, the mobile game. Okay, that actually the anime they finally caught up with the English dubbing. Oh wow! To finish it off. Okay, so I watched a couple of episodes of that tonight before uh, came on the air. Uh huh. I'll say this. With the new stereo system and the settings that I've tweaked mm-hmm. so that it basically takes plain old stereo and simulates Dolby Surround, uh-huh. those battles in the two episodes I watched, episodes 19 and 20, uh-huh. holy heck. Even the subwoofer gets a workout because there's like boom here and boom there wow. and boom everywhere else. It's like, nice. ooh. I mean, the visuals are pretty. Don't get me wrong. All they right. did a great work on the visuals. But the audio engineers should be complimented on having a track 
that basically you feel like you're right in the middle of it. Well, that's nice. And you want to, you know, hide somewhere because you have explosions happening right about here. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, that that's a series I want to continue. I saw the original Fate Stay Night when that came out, and that was basically it. There have been like several other incarnations after that, right? Yeah, some of which are on Funimation, some of which are on Crunchyroll, some of which still others are on Netflix. Oh, wow. And then some are on Sentai as well. I think some of those are duplicated, but it's just like you need four streaming services to catch all the fate you ever wanted. They're the same studio and the, or the same uh, artist, right, almost, or no? No, no. Okay. Uh, several different studios involved depending on what show you're looking at. I see. Uh, especially one that I watched that was just, it was so calm and relaxing to take the fate, fate stay night characters and put them into a completely calm and completely, you know, non-combat situation. Mm-hmm. Cooking with the Amelia family. <laughs> I mean, literally it's, it's like watching the fake, the fate stay night characters in food wars, except mm-hmm. there's no war. Mm-hmm. It's just everybody nicely getting along and randomly making food and it looking delicious mm. and reminding me I can't cook. <laughs> wow. So that's one that's, that's definitely on Crunchyroll, mm. And I don't think it's ever gotten a dub, which is too bad because that's one of those shows where, you know, I really think it would go well with, with a dub. Mm. Um, I've just finally, uh, continued watching diamond no ace finally after so long i think i'm getting close to the end of the first season i just watched episode 70 out of i believe 75 you're plugging away you're gonna get to the end eventually (laughs) now will the season actually give you a satisfying ending or is it gonna say to be continued dot 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 oh you mean like jojo's bizarre adventure (laughs) But no, uh, I'm at a part where, you know, kind of like the main character is so dejected at himself that he has to kind of work uh, looking like he will not be the ace picture going into his uh, second of his three years of high school. So uh, Hmm. Meanwhile, the other, the rest of the team is developing as well, and he has to work around that. So, keeping an eye on that, and uh, uh, also keeping an eye of um, some other things that are happening, uh, basically in Japan. Um, so, I tell you what, Neff, we'll take a little quick break here, and uh, we'll come back and talk about that. Sound like a plan? Sounds like an excellent plan, sir. All right. Well, this is the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. We'll be right back, everybody. Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. You may even get a shout-out from one of the cosplayers of Extreme Anime Radio mascot, Sarah Yoshida, subject to availability. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Anime Radio. And welcome back to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. I am JR and he is Neff. We thank you so much for joining us. Um, before we continue here... Uh, what was uh, Beta saying about uh, Fate Grand Order in the uh, chat there? Yeah, he 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 reacted as as one would react when you know you were presented the most unappetizing meal in creation and told eat it or die. <laughs> so, as I said to JR off air, the anime is not to everybody's taste, but neither is the game. Mm-hmm. The anime has problems, but so does the game. Mm-hmm. One of those bigger problems being, unless you're willing to spend lots and lots of money, you will not get your the waifus or husband knows that you want. You will just have to settle for whatever scraps they actually give you. <laughs> oh, one of those games. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> 
The only way that you can beat the game is by, you know, paying for like 6,000 diamonds or something like that. Pretty much. I mean, I'm not going to spend the prices they want on fake grand order, but I will admit on other games, yeah, I'll throw them a couple bucks, you know? <laughs> Okay. Like, for example, uh, Looney Tunes World of Mayhem. Every so often, I'll throw them a couple of bucks because it'll be a character I really, really want or that I know is powerful enough that once I level it up, it's basically bye-bye. I'm going to splatter you all over, you know, all over creation. Mm. I, uh, yeah, you, uh, you mentioned this game to me a long time ago. Yeah, and like I said, it's grown, and they've also grown in ways they try to separate you from your money. So... Mm-hmm. Not unlike Fate Grand Order, the game. Mm-hmm. Although, like I said, the prices can be reasonable if you're not willing to, if you're willing not to just go overboard and spend. Right, right. I mean, there are games where I know people who've spent like two, three hundred dollars at a crack, and I'm just like, mm. okay, <laughs> if you want to do that, I certainly wouldn't do that. Yeah, but. That's how the that's how the games keep keep alive, you know. They keep getting more content because people are willing to invest money into them, mm-hmm. and so the programmers get paid, and you know the the crumbs they get paid give us new content. Somebody says the fool in the closet has to be retired. Yeah, I was wondering if someone was going to bring that up. Why? Um. Well, as you know, uh, Kirby Morrow. Voice actor passed away oh. earlier this week. Yeah. And one of the characters he did, Miroku right. from Inuyasha. That's right. Was in fact the progenitor or the idea for Pimp Daddy Miroku. Oh. And I met him several times over the years at various cons. The very first time I did was 2005. And it was the first time he'd ever seen Pimp Daddy Moroku in the flesh. Let it, let it be known that he found it highly amusing to, to find his character have been turned into this velour-wearing, you know, pimp with a stick. Mm. To the point where he actually signed the Sango doll that I had, because a friend of mine made the costume and the Sango doll... Right. Also covered in velour, et cetera. Guess where he signed it? Uh-oh. Where? If you've ever seen Inuyasha, you will know exactly where Kirby Morrow signed that Sango doll. Somewhere in the back? On her backside, exactly. <laughs> in fact, let me see if I can actually... Because I do actually have the doll. Let's see. If oh, no. Yes. Now, I will say it has been a decade and a half. <laughs> As the green oh, screen glitches out. Clunk. As you know, let's see here. I'm not sure. Yes, you can. Oh, look at that. It's nicely preserved. Let's see here. Wow. Yes. Right on her backside. A voice and actor was... we lost uh, way too soon, I think. You know the frightening part, JR? And I, I didn't know this until I saw the notice. He was actually a year younger than I was. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of frightening. So. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, and the funny thing was, I actually saw him at the last Anime North, 2019, where he was pushing a comic book that he was involved in. I see. Now, because we'd seen each other over the years, he he recognized me. I recognized him. We had a brief conversation. And I said, would you mind signing something something for the charity auction? Because I was running it, and we could always use more stuff, right? Mm. Um, So he did sign a Moroku poster. Uh And not only did I have a very twisted idea about how to sell this thing, the audience played along with the joke. Hmm. Now, the way we did the auction, we do them in lots, and we number them. Take a wild guess at what number I assigned that lot. Is it a two-digit number? 
It's that a two-digit number. That involves uh, one digit and then the other digit reversed? Indeed, sir. We'll leave it, we'll leave it at that. The chat room has answered it, yes. <laughs> yes, and, and the best part was it sold for that exact number. No, really? Yeah, we kept trying to drive it up, but no, it hit that magic number. It stayed there. We said, okay, it's yours. $69, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's why I love the charity auction, because we get people willing to play with the joke and they enjoy it. Mm, wow. Well, I hope so, uh, we, we talked about this last week. We hope that, uh, you know, when things go back to normal, uh, they'll be at a point where people can finally say, let's have a safe and fun convention atmosphere. So that's definitely something we're all looking forward to. Mm. Uh, that will, of course, rely on a lot of things that we don't know yet. Right. And will also rely on a lot of people, for lack of a better term, and I'm going to use it. I'm going to use a term that some people want to like behaving themselves. Oh, yeah. Because unfortunately, we're getting to a point where some people are just basically throwing up their hands mm-hmm. and going, right. I'll do what I want. Right. Um, and that's not going to get this done, folks. It's right. just not. Right. Um, real quick here, because uh, we're already moving along here in time. Um, at the top of the hour, more or less, we're going to be doing another stream on Twitch. And uh, we're going to call that for the time being XAR Post Game. I think that's a title that, you know, is pretty generic. We won't be able to get in trouble much for that, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, that big three-letter sports conglomerate can do anything about that. <laughs> I mean, they have their own problems right now, but, you exactly. know, they can't do anything about this. Right. So uh, XAR post game is what we're going to call our after show today, basically. Um, and we're going to be joined by some of the people who joined us for the Streaming with the Sarahs. By the way, Streaming with the Sarahs, uh, very, very successful. Uh, we were joined by um, Kesocho Cosplay from the UK. We were joined by uh, Mako-chan. We were zo- joined by Zenny, who's one of the Sarah artists. Um, so for today's XAR post game after the show today, we're going to be joined by Zenny. We're going to be joined by Mako-chan. And Umi is going to join us as well. Uh, she is, uh, I believe... Uh, a Jackbox noob, sort of. And uh, we're going to play with her and the others Blather Round. Um, something that we played to much success uh, when we did the uh, stream with the Sarahs a few days ago. Yes, that that is a wonderful game where if if things break right for you when you're the one who's trying to get you know the question answered about what you're proposing, it works really well. Otherwise, you're tearing out your hair. Mm. I don't yeah. got none left. <laughs> um, I should also mention, um, I promised Kesho Cho I would mention this on her behalf. Next uh, week, I believe next Friday, she is going to do a uh, 12-hour gaming stream to raise money for... Uh, Crohn's and colitis, uh, which is the charity that helps with uh, Crohn's disease. Uh, so um, if uh, anybody would like to help support her and uh, donate to a charitable cause, um, please follow her, Kesho Cho Cosplay. Um, she'll make more information available in the days ahead, um, and we'll be sharing that information as well. But uh, 12-hour gaming marathon for a good cause, um, and I believe she has it planned for, I believe, a week from Friday. Um, I'll confirm the details with her later, but uh, please uh, consider uh, joining in on that stream if you can. Um, Neff, let's take a look at some of the news uh, happening in Japan real quick. Um, The sumo tournament just finished. We were talking about sumo last time. And uh, we have the Ozeki Takakesho winning, and now he is on the verge of possibly becoming the sport's next Yokozuna, which is the highest uh, rank uh, in all of the sumo ranks, basically. So the Yokozuna is basically what all sumo wrestlers aspire to be one day. 
And uh, so far, since they um, created the rank of Yokozuna, there have only been 72 Yokozuna out of the thousands and thousands of sumo wrestlers out there. Hmm. So it's a very exclusive title that you have to work very hard to to get. Right. And Yokozuna are considered, in a way, to be gods because they'll have their own ring entrance ceremony and they'll be wearing a uh, a belt of uh, ropes, kind of like what you might see at a Shinto shrine to give homage to the deity and whatnot. Um, but something very peculiar came out of the sumo tournament because, as I mentioned last time, the two current Yokozuna uh, withdrew because of injuries. Now, I think they are legitimate injuries, but still, it's taking them a long time for them to come back. And their performance over the last year has been not up to expectations, what the sumo uh, world expects of Yokozuna. Because as a Yokozuna, you are expected to perform well and regularly compete for uh, major championships. Uh, the two Yokozuna um, who withdrew, um, they also withdrew from the previous tournament in September. Um, and over the course of this year and the tournaments that have been held, um, they more or less haven't uh, been up to snuff, as they say. So there is a Yokozuna committee, basically, uh, who gets together after every tournament to talk about Yokozuna. And they did something for the first time in history. They issued a warning to the Yokozuna for lack of participation. Issued a warning yes. to the Yokozuna. Yes. Is that sort of like the warning of a British police officer to a criminal as the criminal is fleeing? <laughs> as in, stop, or I'll say stop again? <laughs> No, actually, um, I read on this up a little bit. So if, uh, if the Yokozuna isn't doing well, they, the, the Yokozuna committee can send out three levels of, war of what they call notices. So the warning is like the middle of the three between a notice of encouragement and a recommendation to retire. Okay. A notice of encouragement. Is that like being voluntold to do something at work? Yeah, almost. <laughs> well, I mean, encouragement to retire, you can get that almost anywhere. You know, it's like, yeah, you're no you're 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 a good person, but yeah, we don't quite think you're a fit anymore. Right. Um so I like I said I was reading up on this. Um this is uh these are the third and fourth official notices that the Yokozuna committee has issued since it was created in 1950. Um, the first uh, notice that they gave was a recommendation for retirement, and that was to a Yokozuna by the name of Asa Shoryu, who uh, it was alleged that during a tournament, I think 10 years ago, uh, got into a drunken brawl and... Uh, Injured one of his um, accomplices, basically, at a, a in a drunken fit at a nightclub. Oof! So that's one thing I I, I couldn't imagine getting a yokozuna angry. That that, yeah. that just not does <laughs> does not end well. Um, and uh, no, not one of his stablemates. Um, it was actually someone that he knew that actually worked at the restaurant where this all happened. I think from what I read in the reports. Um, and so uh, that person, I think, suffered a broken nose. And so the Yokozuna committee said, recommend retirement. And you need to have two-thirds majority to push, push that. And so apparently, from what the media reports suggest, before, Asa Sho um, before the actual Sumo Association could act on that recommendation, Asa Shodi retired. So he retired on his own will. His own will with the sword pointed right at the small of his back. So yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that was much, you know, short of yeah. ha going to happen there. Right. Um, and then uh, the the letter of encouragement, uh, Kisen Osato, uh, two years ago, got the letter of encouragement 
Um, he had apparently he had a severe injury, a uh, legitimate severe injury, which kept him out for several tournaments and whatnot. And then when he came back, he lost his first five matches in a row before he retired. Retired from the tournament, that is. Well, maybe he wasn't – he was back, but he wasn't really back. Right, right. You know, because I'm sure a lot of it, as much as it is physical, there is a mental component to it too, right? Oh, yeah, the fact that you have to have expectations to a certain extent, of course. Mm. It's like, for example, in the NFL, if a player gets injured and injured severely, they may not come back the same player. It's mm. just, you know, it's one of those things because sport of any type, right? there's a physical component, but there is a mental component. Mm. So um, in any case, we are looking forward to see if uh, we have a uh, Japanese Yokozuna come the next tournament. Uh, Takakesho, the Ozeki, the second highest rank, I believe um, there's a certain thresh, a de facto threshold that you have to meet. Although the official criteria is you have to have uh, dignity and grace and spirit and whatnot, but there is a certain de facto threshold. So I think if he's either in contention for the championship or he wins at least twelve of the fifteen bouts, I think he's in. So. Hmm. And uh, to answer Flax's question, yes, the Sumo Association can kick Sumo players out. Um, I believe it has happened before. Um, I can't remember anything very recent, but um, many years back, um, I think around 2011, there was a big match-fixing scandal which resulted in uh, you know a big overhaul in the Sumo Association and several wrestlers getting sacked, basically. Match-fixing. I mean, that's one of those things where, you know, in any sport, right. once you start playing around with the integrity of that sport, yeah, that doesn't end well. Right. And Beta also asked, um, can they be stripped of the Yokozuna rank and a yellow card? Yes. So the warning is basically, I would say, a yellow card. Um, once you reach Yokozuna... You cannot be demoted, but if you do not deliver a good enough performance, then you're going to have an expectation to retire at that point. Not like some of the other ranks where if you do poorly, then you just start falling back down the ranks. No, once you're up at Yokozuna, then then you're there, basically. Mm. It seems... that's a, I think that's about the only sport where once you hit the peak... There's no, there's no coming back. There's no going back down. It's basically you're at the peak, and then that's it. Right, right. So um, we can have a lot more talk about sumo in future shows, but um, if anybody's interested in seeing how the tournaments play out, uh, I'll, go, I'll refer you back to NHK World. Their video-on-demand service has all of the 15-day sumo highlights right now, and they're only available for a limited time. Um, there's also a quote-unquote backdoor source uh, for sumo matches that you can look up on YouTube. So I won't uh, I won't bring that up too well, but you can look it up. And uh, apparently their videos don't get flagged, so it is another option, especially if you want to brush up on your Japanese, because they take the raw Japanese language feed and insert their own graphics over it. That would be a little challenging for a lot of folks. I mean, you'd be you'd be fine, Jr. But me, I'd be like, <laughs> um, no, no, no. I, I'll I'll go through the official, nicely translated channels. Thanks. <laughs> well, um, there's there are a few more things I want to talk about, Neff. Uh, I may talk about it on the post game feed, but at this point, I do believe it is time to wrap up the podcast. Um, and again, for those of you watching live on Twitch, we will come back with a, an XAR post game show, um, with Zenny and Mako and Umi coming up in just a little bit. But, uh, this has been another wonderful podcast, Neff. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say to everybody, uh, before we leave for this long holiday weekend, at least for us? 
Well, I was going to say, you guys get a nice long holiday weekend. Those of us up in Canada who can do it, we end up with an unofficial four-day weekend, too. <laughs> That's it. That's I mean, I've, I've already made the arrangements. Football coma Thursday, and then just recovery on Friday. <laughs> Which is basically only two games now. Yeah, I was going to say, at least it was the late game that got canned. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad. Although most people are saying, out of all the games that could have been canned, it's the, the quote-unquote best one that's getting the shaft. <laughs> Well, that's the way the COVID crumbles, I'm afraid. Right, right. So at least you get two-thirds of uh, your um, Thanksgiving fix that day, right? Which reminds me, I actually had the fixings for a quote-unquote Thanksgiving Day meal. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, some some turkey. Like, There's this vendor that sells turkey and gravy that's vacuum-packed. It lasts for months. Oh wow! And and then stovetop stuffing, you know, the the turkey flavor, and just throw that together, and there you go. <laughs> poor poor man's Thanksgiving dinner, and all done in what, like thirty minutes, basically, right? How about that? Yeah, it's something that may may come into play, you know, as I get older. I think so. I may have to, you know, start investigating. <laughs> but uh... well, ho- hopefully, it doesn't happen for you the way it's happening for me this year. Because one of my very important kitchen appliances took a header and just expired. Uh-oh. Yeah, I have a little convection oven, mini one, that sits on my counter. And one day I looked up at it and pushed the button. And it gives me the fatal error message that basically means, scrap me. Mm. So it got scrapped. Amazon order went in. And this is before Black Friday, mind you. So I may have a fight with Amazon in a day or two saying, wait a minute here. You just sold me this at this price. Now you're selling it for $50 less. You know, let's let's talk here. Right, right. Well, uh, I hope uh, then uh, everything goes well on your end. Uh, I'm going to do my best here. And uh, we'll go through uh, the beginning of the holiday season and then... We'll just come back and do another stream and another podcast. Uh, we will hopefully come back next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for the next Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Uh, in the meantime, Neff, uh, please give us a closing commentary. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this show or any other of our Extreme Anime Radio podcasts, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or Check out our social media links. How do you get there? Go to Linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash anime radio for links to our Discord channel, our Twitter channel, our Instagram channel, our Facebook channel, and our Twitch channel now, too. Do we have so, to add Twitch? Uh, yeah, I guess we do have to add that icon, don't we? I, I was going to say, there's an icon missing, and I remembered this time. <laughs> Yay! So uh, <sighs> we thank you so much for uh, tuning in to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Um, and uh, once again, if you're watching us on Twitch right now, we will take a pause, and we will come back in a few minutes with XAR Postgame with Blather Round. But until the next time we blather... For Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And remember, keep your ears out for the Extreme Mario podcast. And don't forget our Twitch stream. See you next time, folks. Thanks, everybody.